0: All right, David, you ready? I'm ready, Ben. All right. Who got the truth? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Who got the truth now? Hmm. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Sit me down, say it straight. Another story on the way. Who got the truth?
1: Welcome to episode three of Acquired. Uh, This is the one where we talk about Twitch. Today we're going to try something a little bit different. Um, we've been listening to our, uh, our listeners and, um, getting a lot of feedback that not only do David and I agree too much, but we're doing softballs and, um, you know, feedback
0: is a gift, Ben.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, we really like hearing from everyone and, um, you know, while originally our goal was to set out and only review the superstellar, spectacular ones that only went super well. Um, and what we can learn from those. It's a little boring. Um,
0: people are telling us they want some spice.
1: Yeah, so um, we're gonna do. Uh, obviously, Twitch has uh, has been a little bit more recent. It's um, a, a 2014 acquisition, and uh, here recording in uh, November of 2015. And there's still a lot of open questions. And I think um, you know people are generally positive and optimistic. And there's a exploding market there, but um, a lot more to talk about.
0: Whole lot to talk about. As always, thank you everyone for the reviews, for the feedback. You can check out our website at Acquired.fm. We're on Twitter at Acquired.fm. And please keep the feedback coming.
1: All right. Well, David, this is the perfect time to talk about one of our favorite companies, Statsig.
0: Yes. When we had Vijay on ACQ2 earlier this year, they were already a pretty impressive kind of Series B stage startup with a killer team and early product market fit. But what's happened since and the scale that they're operating at now is pretty wild.
1: This is where we get lucky in being very choosy with our sponsors. Sometimes these things happen to them while we're mid-flight. Yes. So I asked
0: them for some fun stats. In the past month, Statsig shipped actual live product experiments to over 1.2 billion end users. Now,
1: Visa does 8,600 transactions per second. So that's, what, 200 times as much throughput at Statsig than at Visa? On the customer
0: side, Statsig added arguably almost all of the most important AI companies in the world this year, including Microsoft, Atlassian, Anthropic, along, of course, with regular old companies like Notion and UiPath and Lattice and Brex and friends of the show Rec Room. The team also kept shipping super fast. At the start of the year, they had just one core product. Today, they're a full-fledged product understanding platform. They have dedicated feature flagging, warehouse-native experimentation, and product analytics.
1: Yep. So if your team wants the best platform in the world for making data-driven product decisions, you should reach out, statsig.com acquired. And as always, there is special white glove onboarding for all acquired listeners. Our huge thanks to Statsig. So we're, uh, we're changing locations a little bit tonight. Um, we are in the, uh, the wonderful den of, uh, of David's home um, here on the creative and secure SSID of Default2.
0: we're really creative in the Scholek-Rosenthal household.
1: Yes, yes. So thank you so much for your generous, generous hospitality, Dave and Jenny.
0: Always happy to, Ben. And you listeners as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get on with it. Let's jump into it. So right about, uh, what was this, 14 months ago, uh, there had been acquisition rumors swirling about a young three-year-old live streaming network uh primarily used for streaming games called twitch.tv which which
1: itself has has a a crazy history crazy history if you were watching either of the previous incarnations of this company you you wouldn't have seen this end coming
0: and the incarnations being first Mm justin.tv which i believe was one of the first y combinator companies Am, am i right there
1: yeah, I don't know what batch one of the one of the early ones. One the, for it was sure. like
0: 2007, I think.
1: J- Justin TV is this incredible. Um, you know, before smartphones, before a lot of the or before smartphones got big anyway. Um, kind of before GoPro and all that. Um, Justin Kahn strapped a camera to himself and broadcast what he was doing all the time, twenty four seven. Ended up going through Y Combinator with the kind of the yep. the crazy. It's concept. hard to
0: overstate how crazy that was <laughs> yeah. in 2007. This is like either pre iPhone or like right when the first iPhone came out and the idea that you would stream your life 24/7 on the internet. Yeah, YouTube was already out there, but that was recorded video live. I mean, this was a crazy concept. Yeah. And ultimately it didn't work.
1: No. Even when they, they you know, they, they got a little bit um became a platform where anyone could stream anything live. There were competitors. There was Ustream. Um what was the other big one? So, this was sort of an era where there were platforms coming up this is classic build the platform before the use case where there's platforms coming up for people to to stream whatever they wanted live there was incredible amounts of piracy a whole bunch of cd stuff and there wasn't a clear winner yet for what the thing was that was going to win in live streaming and what the purpose of it was
0: yep so that was 2007 mm-hmm. fast forward a couple of years total fail didn't work uh, instagram which we talked about on our last show, uh, had happened, uh, was not yet acquired by Facebook, but was a thing. And Justin TV is still kicking along. And what do they do? They work on a new pivot, spin off this company called Social Cam, yeah. You remember Social Cam, Ben?
1: Interesting. Yeah, and that was that was kind of funny cuz that was uh actually I remember I think they launched it south by southwest cuz I was down there and that was where I first saw a whole bunch of the the um, marketing for it. Now, that, you know, it was a super cool concept. I think that was in parallel. I think that Justin TV was still running at that time and Yeah, I think th- that might have been right. It's like some employees left Justin TV or maybe it was under the same uh, umbrella company and um, I think it was and, we Justin- should,
0: we should say, and Social Cam being this is one of those things that like as VCs, we often hate this for that companies. Although sometimes they work, but in this case, Instagram for video, quote unquote, <laughs> not a thing, or at least not a thing at that point in time.
1: Yeah, great, great idea though. I mean, I think that um, there's there's some there's a nugget there, and I, it was actually one of the most well designed kind of consumer apps that had launched around that era. Yep. I remember thinking that boy, there's a killer team behind this. Seems highly reputable. They're really touching on a very human nerve here, but much like justin tv never found wide consumer adoption
0: well and it's interesting it got wide adoption uh with this was the era of the facebook steroid era (laughs) just like the baseball steroid era of you know the 90s when before facebook went public and anyone who could figure out how to leverage the facebook graph and get adoption on on mobile apps and 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 websites. Oh uh, were they one of those com- companies that they stole were one the, of those companies stole the graph. They stole the-, the graph. And so and so <laughs> crazy you know, Social Cam spins out from Justin.tv uh, in twenty eleven, ends up getting acquired less than a year later by Autodesk. Autodesk Ben <laughs> acquires yeah, I, I Social Cam for sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Viddy, which was another one that did the same thing. I don't know what ended up happening with happening to them. They petered out. Maybe they got acquired by somebody. Anyway, that was chapter two of this company. Then chapter three, right around that same
1: time, uh, is Twitch. And Twitch for uh, for anyone who's not a, a, a gamer out there, I actually was was looking into a little bit today, um, kind of where the name comes from, and and because it has a certain feel to it. And you go to the site, and it's purple, and it's got definitely the. Um, kind of gamer vibe and it it attracts a um, you know a pro gamer audience and that sort of sort of archetype and twitch gameplay is the uh is a reference to you know that there are games that are much more strategy based, and there yep. are games that are kind of turn-based. Fast Twitch. Yeah, so Twitch Twitch gameplay refers to any game where you have to very quickly move the mouse around the screen, and you know if it's a first-person shooter or something, and you got to get one guy quickly move over, get the other guy quickly move over, and it's kind of like it's a, a touch and finesse and, and and moving very quickly to to do very physical actions rather than a, a slower kind of strategy game.
0: Yep, and and so Twitch uh, was. A dedicated streaming platform for streaming yourself playing video games on your computer. Uh,
1: Which, you know, I think uh, most of our listeners or some of our listeners, I I can't really guess the percent, but a lot of people today understand how big Twitch is and understand how big this you know, universe is. And And gaming is
0: itself. I mean coincided around this time with uh the development in the gaming industry of thi- of of MOBAs and things like League of Legends uh and and Dota uh and um basically games becoming uh services and products that could live on and develop these huge audience. But, you know, in the past, before the, about this time, games would be, you know, packaged software that you would buy on a disc and you'd stick in your console or your PC and you'd play it by yourself and you'd have an experience. Maybe you'd play it for 100 hours and then you'd, be, you'd the beat game. it and you're done. But now, uh, at this time, games started becoming living, breathing services. World of Warcraft was the first example of this. But then it's just completely... Uh, come to to revolutionize the whole industry. This model, and so now you have games that just live on and on as experiences.
1: The weekly reset. It's incredible to see. You know, the with with uh, or the weekly or monthly Hearthstone as the monthly reset. Yep. Journey year one, year two. I mean, it's 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 a whole different model.
0: Yep. And, and
1: if you, it's so funny thinking about sort of the the old ones. If you'd have told me in two thousand nine that. You know, a company be acquired for a billion dollars that let people watch other people play video games. I, I'd call it's, you crazy. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's
0: almost as if in 2007, when the iPhone came out, somebody would have told you that. Uh, what did we just say? Was it 11 people working for Instagram when mm-hmm. it was acquired, or something? 11, 12, uh, 13, something yeah, like that. In the teens. That a company with number of employees in the teens that made an app, whatever that was, for this smartphone uh would get acquired by facebook for a billion dollars in 2012 you have thought they were crazy
1: yeah and it's interesting how it it reflects a lot on the tenacity of the the justin tv team i mean i think that they touched on something where they probably you know they obviously didn't know what the use case that would hit was of live streaming but they had a a sense around live streaming and it you know at at, at pioneer square lives one of the things that we do is like we don't really trust our gut until we prototype stuff and until we get feedback and see what sort of catches on. And I think that it really goes to show you you don't know. And they were seeing on Justin TV, a lot of people using it for gaming purposes, which is why they they kind of decided to um, open Twitch as a a dedicated, I think they spent some, some time where uh, there were several months where they were just working on Twitch, not improving Justin TV reopened Twitch to the public and, um, it goes to show you, you don't really know what's going to stick until you start watching usage patterns of how people are, are using your stuff.
0: Totally. So let's uh, let's get into the topic of the show, which is an acquisition. So to, to start that off, I don't think we've actually said the actual facts. August 25th, 2014, acquisition world rumors have been swirling about Twitch for months. People think Google and YouTube are about to buy the company. Makes sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. YouTube, number one you know, video platform online thinking about getting into streaming and live video becoming more of a thing. And of course it makes sense that this would be a great channel on YouTube. August 25th announcement drops. Amazon buying Twitch $970 million in cash. By the way, who could have foreseen this huge strategic error by the Twitch management team and board? uh, not negotiating for stock here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Amazon closing share price on August 25th, 2014, $300 and 34, $334 and two cents. Amazon closing share price today, 14 months later, $665 and 60 cents.
1: It's uh, it would be a win if I actually owned a property here in Seattle. It's a, sh- it's a shame of still renting. <laughs> uh, you just mentioned something about uh, not negotiating for stock. Do we know that this was an all all cash it was, it was an all- cash, cash
0: deal. deal. It was an all cash deal. Uh, so that's what a billion
1: dollars uh, in cash looks like.
0: Could have been two billion dollars <laughs> 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 um, but that's a uh, that's a technical technical detail. Everybody was still happy in the moment and probably still. Not However, sure. Twitch has continued post acquisition. To just grow like a rocket ship. So, when Twitch was acquired, I believe um, they had about 55 million monthly unique viewers. Mm -hmm. That was in August 2014. They announced in January 2015 that they passed 100 million unique monthly viewers. Uh, They haven't announced any stats since then. So, that's the latest we have. But that was 10 months ago.
1: Which is, you know, thinking about in the context of the last, you know, acquisition we talked about. I guess it's, yeah, last one, Instagram. You know, celebrating now years after the acquisition, hitting 400 million monthly active users. Now, these visitors are not necessarily logged in, yep. um, but they're—I guess—they're probably tracked by IP address or something, so they know exactly—you know—how to. Just like any web property, yeah, not count repeat yep. sessions. But um, 100 million monthly active visitors is—it's it, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's got to be like every—the the demographics are are wider spanning than this, but like every teenage boy in America
0: not not america i think this is one of the key things about twitch too like it's america but like that's only a small part
1: of it it's everywhere yeah around the
0: whole world
1: south korea is the kind of the hub of a lot of gaming right now right
0: capital of the world yeah Hmm. uh professional gaming capital of the world and um uh it's uh it's pretty amazing platform so one of the other really cool things i think about twitch um
1: unlike a lot of um oh we should there's one other stat to throw in there 1.5 million broadcasters so that's actually a little bit above but it's always interesting to think about um you know the the adage that for every you know 100 in the reddit terminology 100 lurkers you have you have one um one poster or one content creator that
0: that ratio roughly holds here roughly yeah um uh one of the things i think is particularly interesting about twitch as a internet and digital media property um is that it's got a really robust and diverse monetization strategy um and has for much of its life so
1: would you would you call it a three-pronged approach
0: (laughs) (laughs) you could call it a three-pronged approach and and it's interesting you know it could easily be a four-pronged approach if twitch we know eventually they will get their act together but basically for our viewers who don't know um twitch makes money in three ways today uh they have advertising that they sell on the site. Yeah, but... <laughs> for,
1: for anyone who's visited Twitch and knows you get about three seconds of gameplay before you have something really abrasive thrown Yes, to your face. very abrasive.
0: not to mention all the takeover ads and banner ads all over the site. Um uh and then uh they have Twitch Turbo, which is basically a nine dollar, eight ninety-nine a month subscription that you can pay. Uh, to get rid of that advertising on Twitch.
1: It's true. And you get, you know, there's a variety of other things. You can have, uh, you know, colors of your text and custom emojis and a badge and a lot of the sort of gamified and and, and virtual goods. But like, that's a lot of money just to remove ads from one website.
0: Yep. It's a lot of money. You're <laughs> I mean, talking that's, that's $100 more, a year. That's
1: more than Netflix to simply remove ads
0: from one website on the internet
1: (laughs) or Um, Spotify or, I mean, I I guess on a family plan, Spotify, but yeah. Uh,
0: then I think this is just brilliant. The other half of, of Twitch's business model comes from revenue shares with their broadcasters, which are referred to as streamers, um, in the form of subscriptions. They make it really easy with just a button on the site, on the page of, of a, of a streamer, to quote, subscribe to that streamer for five dollars a month, and then Twitch keeps half of that two fifty a month. Half,
1: half. <laughs> this blows my mind. Thinking about like marketplace businesses where you can take a you know fifteen percent take or a twenty percent take, or you look at like the real estate business yeah, where you can right. get like or Airbnb has a six percent take, yeah, yeah, uh, f-
0: it's like twelve to fourteen percent, but still
1: okay. But fifty percent, yeah,
0: fifty percent, fifty percent. So there, are Twitches
1: um. getting away with murder
0: basically getting away with more and and then let's let's just run through some of the stats here so this is this is some some numbers that are publicly available on the internet we'll do some back of the envelope math here there are about a 100 million twitch viewers out there they announced that in january 100 million unique viewers mm-hmm. roughly the conversion rate on viewers to subscribers is about one percent and we know this from a few twitch streamers have uh openly talked about and quote open sourced their economics so, um
1: so, so can we assume there's like a million ish
0: so you can assume there's about a million ish subscribers they're paying five dollars a month uh and um
1: S- subscribers or subscriptions
0: I'm, I'm assuming subscriptions okay so there probably are fewer than that who actually subscribe but they might subscribe to multiple channels
1: if this is sample data based on an individual. This
0: is one individual streamer, the percentage of people that watch his channel to convert. So I think it would be actual subscriptions. Yeah. On the site.
1: Uh. It could be higher. So if it's 1% of his viewers subscribe, it's likely that or it's possible that that viewer also subscribes to a different channel too. I don't know the behavior is. It's probably not, you know, two. It might be one point something, but yeah.
0: We're keeping the numbers simple here. So, all right. A million subscriptions, uh, let's assume on Twitch, at $5 a month um, and at a a 50% revenue share to Twitch, that's $30 million a year. Uh, in basically 100% margin. Uh, I mean, I guess Twitch is paying credit card fees out of that. So take... Uh, six double it because they're only taking half of the revenue share so they're paying credit card processing fees on the whole so take six percent out of that but so 95 percent margin
1: not not margin that'd be their take right because like their margin we're not figuring in you know aws costs or but but
0: this is this is just complete they're still monetizing in other ways through advertising and and turbo this is just like purely incremental marginal
1: yeah, 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 it's true. It costs to them no, Twitch. no additional.
0: No, literally no additional, <laughs> except for credit card processing fees and putting a little purple button that says subscribe on their site. And I'm sure there's some engineering costs there too, but like yeah. incremental margin.
1: What are you talking about? It's one line of code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not to mention synergies with AWS. Um, oh. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Um, and then, and then this might be, end up being the biggest form of, um, of monetization for twitch in the long term is tips so there is this behavior that's emerged on the twitch platform um, where uh, streamer twitch doesn't enable this as all at, at all streamers are hacking this together with with third-party software where uh as they're streaming and speaking to their to their fans and their viewers as they're streaming the games they're playing Uh, they'll solicit uh, tips just like, you know, a street performer would, Uh, they've got a tip jar and they're using third party plugins to, um, to uh, do this. And, um, and, and people are paying them like uh, an incredible amounts of money. So I mean, streamers have made, people have given, it's just like the mobile games business, you know, people, they're whales that have given like thousand dollar tips, $10,000 tips like at once. And, Right now, Twitch isn't monetizing any of this, but you got to imagine they are planning to bake this natively into the platform and take a cut out of here, out of this.
1: I'm trying to imagine a scenario where something happens that's awesome enough in some gameplay that I'm watching where I decide it's worth a thousand dollars. There
0: are people that spend thousands of dollars on Clash of Clans, Ben.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but
0: <laughs> this is differential pricing for entertainment. I'd, I'd
1: argue, but I know some, so it's.
0: <laughs> I know, scary all right uh, basically I think the punchline of this discussion here is twitch has um, very quickly remember this this whole, business even though it was a spin out from justin tv was started in 2011
1: yeah it's funny i mean we say spin it's four out. years old you you would think in all of this um you know pivoting around and changing companies and spinning out other companies that this this gets extremely expensive and you know a lot of times like you look at like a jawbone or any of these companies that take like a series e and f round and get into the private equity and you know that that sort of thing that they take huge sums of money mm-hmm. they only took three rounds of funding and it was only 42 million dollars so I vividly remember, I, I can, uh, <laughs> they kept it, uh, um, I mean, $42 million is a lot of money, but they kept it relatively cheap yep. considering the
0: outcome. I think I can talk about that. I won't use any numbers or, or names, but, um, when I was in business school, I interned, uh, the summer between my first and second years at a, one of the top, um, a really, really amazing venture capital firm, um, called Maritech, and they're a late stage, um, Venture capital firm. They, they only do late stage investments. And uh it was late spring, and I, I had already lined up my internship. I was gonna spend the summer with them. And uh uh um I got a a call from one of the partners there and said, Hey, I'm looking at this uh deal uh for a company that's raising money. Uh, the company's called Twitch uh have you ever heard of it do you know anything about it and I didn't know anything about it and I looked and I did a bunch of research and you know being a eager soon to be intern to impress I thought I'm going to do some research I'm going to write up some thoughts you know help them look at this even though I haven't started working yet I really can't wait to dive in and I just looked at the space and I thought you know there's no way this is like it's interesting what's happening here but there's just no way this is going to be big I mean this is like a this is like a derivative of a sector of the economy that itself is like not that big in gaming right like it can't be that big and the valuation they wanted um for this round was at the time seemed like a very large valuation it was much less than the eventual acquisition price and so i i wrote a long email i, m- I remember i was i was um uh, jenny and i my wife jenny and i were in sonoma for the weekend for a business school trip and i spent a bunch of the weekend writing up these thoughts you know in this memo sent it to the partner basically can't recommend we we do this, <laughs> <laughs> and this goes to show you. I have so many stories like this. Wait, what? Co- Venture capital is a humbling business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what company name were you not going to say there?
0: It, I mean- oh, I wasn't going to talk about any of the numbers. Or oh, yeah, okay. Um, but suffice to say, <laughs> had maritech invested in in twitch in this round that happened and i forget who did lead the round but um it would have been a very nice return yeah. uh but you know it's interesting it would have been a, a very nice return and especially as a late stage investor where you're trying to get a you know a 3x return is a good return a 5x return is a great return and
1: you're talking um total fund like to to um,
0: yeah but but actually as a late stage investor it's it's on individual investments because you're hoping that most of your investments you're going to get a good return on you're right, taking you're much less risk yeah yeah yep. you know it'll
1: um, fail in one
0: but what I think is amazing to think about this acquisition, when Twitch was acquired for a billion dollars, even though I hadn't thought much about Twitch since that summer, I thought, wow, I was wrong. Like, guess it did turn out to be a big company. But now look at Twitch a year later. billion dollars is pretty
1: cheap. Yeah, so this is the fun part of the show. You know, I, I think um, there's one of the reasons we wanted to do this was because I think there's a lot of, um, first of all, easy numbers to look up and... and um very it's almost it's the same reason that gossip is fun conversation to have it's because it's it's low-hanging fruit everyone can very clearly draw the dotted line everyone can laugh about it and everyone everyone can you know um romanticize and fantasize and wish they were picking that winner and you see oh my god 42 million in funding going to a billion dollar acquisition oh, my God, I can do the math and know exactly how big that that multiple is. And that conversation happens over and over and over again. And I think the thing that we just don't talk about that much is, great, a uh, billion dollars. So now, you know, let's say Amazon's an individual person. Well, that person's now a billion dollars in debt. How do you grow that investment? How do How do you get your money back and then some? And mm-hmm. what are the kind of market forces and things going on within Amazon right now that – actually make that fun to watch
0: and we haven't uh part of the rationale for wanting to do this episode too is we're here in seattle and amazon um is one of the most impressive new york times articles about the company and workplace culture There, <laughs> notwithstanding one of the most impressive and greatest technology companies not only of our time but probably ever i mean the innovation that is driven within that company is just incredible and that continues to be driven and the companies are you know 100 billion dollar revenue run rate and still innovating like a tiny startup which is amazing and the impact that it's had on seattle on the ecosystem physically on the city is just incredible so we really wanted to have an excuse to talk about amazon we haven't really talked about amazon yet um
1: but what's amazing they
0: they've they've left twitch pretty much alone um
1: Yeah, we've seen, we saw something launch a couple weeks ago, but, you know, you would think um, after something like this gets acquired, like, well, they'll take some of the video technology and make it available very quickly as a higher abstraction layer in AWS. Or they'll start bucketing in some part of Twitch with Prime. Or they'll, you know, throw the Amazon bar on top. Or did they do single sign-in yet? Can you log in with an Amazon? I don't think so. I don't think so either. The, The first thing they launched was not... A unification with the rest of Amazon's properties. It 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 was it, Twitch Creative. Yeah, it was you know they they did this Bob super, Ross, super super clever. Uh, you know, marathon of watching Bob Ross paint to kick off. You can watch creative people perform their craft um, while they're uh, while they're live streaming it, like you would watch anybody do their game while they're live streaming it. And you know, too too soon to really know anything about that. But it really interesting how the company did indeed largely leave it alone yep um and uh over time
0: maybe we'll see them integrate it more into in in some ways into amazon you know i think about when we were talking about instagram in our last episode and how instagram also has been largely left alone by facebook however behind the scenes um we talked about uh ad buying and how Uh, Facebook's been very open, uh, especially on their earnings calls, um, with, uh, about how successful selling joint ad buys to, to, to ad to advertisers between Facebook and Instagram has been, and it's interesting, you know, we talked about some of the direct monetization aspects that Twitch has, but um advertising still by all estimates we don't really know but by all estimates uh is probably the biggest revenue stream for Twitch and Amazon uh a lot of people don't know this but it has a very big advertising business yep um and you can imagine um Amazon has a big advertising business especially to companies trying to sell products on Amazon um a lot of uh video game companies both console manufacturers PC gaming accessory manufacturers and, and games themselves advertise and sell on Amazon. They also advertise on Twitch. You could imagine that being a synergy in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting business for Amazon because one of the things that they're able to do, you know, by having that that ad network and and um, letting you view products on other sites and that you know that little iframed advertisement that you see for an Amazon.com product. Or any other thing that they're using to, um, on their ad network is they get a good picture of what websites you shop on. So it's, yep. or, or even just visit. So if you come to amazon.com, they can use that in aggregate with your purchase history, or if you're not a signed in user to just understand sort of what sites you've been visiting, what sort of things you're going to buy. Yep. You know, if having Twitch as a first party property and integrating some of that ad technology with the, you know, large advertising business that is Twitch, there, there's, yep. there's a lot of potential.
0: And, there. and, and let's think about where, Twitch is going now and might be going in the future with Twitch Creative, potentially other channels. These are all, uh, let's take creative, for example, painting, um, uh, digital tool, creative tools. uh, These are all areas that they're very natural advertising opportunities and very natural product selling opportunities. Um, Could imagine integrations with Amazon. On yeah, that front.
1: Yeah. On Im- integrations with Amazon, there's two, two kind of points I want to bring up. Looking back at, um, old, um, old posts from the, the Justin TV folks in the early days, I think they had started on AWS, moved off for at the time what was, what was cost reasons and, uh, and customization reasons. I think they just needed a little bit more granular control with their whole streaming video stack. But then, um, at least by so- some point between, uh, 2012 and 2014, had pretty much wholly moved back onto AWS. Hmm. So, being acquired by the very company that powers your entire technology platform i mean yeah. that's um there's there's a is lot of is this a harbinger there.
0: of things to come the amazon you could say amazon might have had a real window you know for me i've worked in the venture capital business i you know, spent a lot of time thinking about tech and twitch was like totally under the radar stream for uh, under the radar screen for me um but Amazon with AWS, they kind of have this like dashboard into like <laughs> what's actually hot among tech companies at <laughs> so, all times. Like, is did they see this and say like, gosh, Twitch is Twitch is undervalued. We should buy it because we have the data. I don't know. But again, back to the, you know, the point we made earlier about the impact that Amazon has had on the entire tech ecosystem. But the huge impact here in Seattle, exactly. I mean, everybody here is, you know. 0 degree connect uh degrees of separation away from Amazon in everything in this ecosystem here.
1: Yeah. So the end of yep, I I can't second that enough. So the uh the other point that I wanted to make on top of the fact that they're integrating with their technology stack in a very vertical way um is Prime. You know, Prime looks an awful lot like Turbo. Yeah. I mean it's a prime is has has become a mechanism where um people buy almost 3 times the number of things on Amazon when they're a prime subscriber and it's an annual subscription fee that you pay up front for later um, returns of of many different things that you would have accrued over a long period of time. Yep. And and boy, Turbo is a thing that you pay upfront at the beginning of the month that pays ahead of time for all the ads you would have seen. Um, you have an what investment is, in the historically, platform.
0: Historically, Amazon has made huge efforts to get young people in the form of students hooked on to Prime. Oh, with students.
1: I think first year free for yep, year for students. Yep. And or maybe all um, years in school free.
0: What's the average age of a of a Twitch viewer? Or you know, it's a, uh, you know, I I wouldn't call well, uh, I wouldn't call either of us old, but uh, the average age of a Twitch viewer is definitely younger than both of us. Oh, we're old, David. Yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> old. Uh, let's face it. Um, and uh, and you imagine someday soon, Turbo becomes Prime and is part of Amazon Prime, and then you've just hooked Boy, a sure new
1: generation is... on amazon prime sure is a compelling value prop i could pay my what is it eight eight or nine bucks a month for turbo or
0: i could pay 99 dollars a year for amazon prime and get turbo plus everything else in prime all
1: those videos all that yep. free shipping yep yeah
0: drones dropping things off at your doorstep
1: not to be speculative <laughs>
0: <laughs> no uh nothing they haven't announced
1: we want to thank our longtime friend of the show, Vanta, the leading trust management platform. Vanta, of course, automates your security reviews and compliance efforts. So frameworks like SOC 2, ISO 27001, GDPR, and HIPAA compliance and monitoring, Vanta takes care of these otherwise incredibly time and resource draining efforts for your organization and makes them fast and simple.
0: Yep. Vanta is the perfect example of the quote that we talk about all the time here on Acquired, Jeff Bezos, his idea that a company should only focus on what actually makes your beer taste better, i.e. spend your time and resources only on what's actually going to move the needle for your product and your customers and outsource everything else that doesn't. Every company needs compliance and trust with their vendors and customers. It plays a major role in enabling revenue because customers and partners demand it, but yet it adds zero flavor to your actual product.
1: Vanta takes care of all of it for you. No more spreadsheets, no fragmented tools, no manual reviews to cobble together your security and compliance requirements. It is one single software pane of glass that connects to all of your services via APIs and eliminates countless hours of work for your organization. There are now AI capabilities to make this even more powerful, and they even integrate with over 300 external tools. Plus, they let customers build private integrations with their internal systems.
0: And perhaps most importantly, your security reviews are now real-time instead of static, so you can monitor and share with your customers and partners to give them added confidence.
1: So whether you're a startup or a large enterprise, and your company is ready to automate compliance and streamline security reviews like Vanta's 7,000 customers around the globe, and go back to making your beer taste better, head on over to vanta.com slash acquired and just tell them that Ben and David sent you. And thanks to friend of the show, Christina, Vanta's CEO, all acquired listeners get $1,000 of free credit. Vanta.com slash acquired. All right. So this section is the part where we talk about, um, you know, does it does it fall in the category of people, technology, product, or business line? Or is it another thing completely? Um, and um, you know, th- this is a pretty good framework to sort of understand. I think we've talked about, you know, the various reasons why they would do this acquisition, but to sort of give a framework for what buckets to drop certain things into. Um and uh it's a good opportunity for David and I to disagree a little bit too. So um David, what do you think?
0: Um, I'm a little torn here. Um could be a product, however, I'm gonna go business line because I think um especially thinking back to I really think you're you're onto something with this Prime when we talk about the value of the uh, acquisition and and measuring its success Um, and again, being speculative here. But if you imagine the value to Prime here, which is one of the core parts of Amazon, um, Twitch adds a new layer of benefit to Prime. Um, you know, there was prime instant video before, which you could argue is somewhat similar, but I think this is a different thing. Um, you know, that's like movies versus television. And this adds the television to, um, to Amazon's offerings and to, to prime and what, what prime subscribers get. So I, I, I think, uh, and, and I really do think that this is going to, going to foreshadow what I'm going to talk about in the the section I like, um, I think Twitch over time will be more than games. I think it will be a a platform for uh watching live um watching people do things live on the internet. Almost like Justin TV originally was formed for.
1: I know I said I was going to disagree but like I think that's the obvious correct choice. <laughs> I you know I'd say as a product if it's something that was already sort of being integrated, but they're using this as a completely different channel to a completely different audience, um, and and we're really not seeing kind of like the 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 it, it, I would call it more of a product acquisition if you could somehow get to Twitch from Amazon, but you just can't. Yeah, it's a it's a completely different access to a completely new set of customers with a different business line and um, one that uh, despite all the sort of integrations and oh, God synergy that we've talked about i think um it's a self-sustaining business and we don't know that you know for sure amazon doesn't or hasn't yet um broken that out in earnings but super data released this research report saying that the gaming video content market is worth 3.8 billion dollars that was uh, earlier this year in 2015 um and they're saying that twitch is going to generate $1.6 billion of that revenue this year. I think there's no way that that can be <laughs> right. But even if still, even, 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 even if it's half of that. Like, you know, these research reports are always a little bit – thank you for the folks at Superdata for doing this great research for us. But, like, even if it's a third of that, right? Like, let's say it's, like, $500 million. Like, that's growing quickly. The deal price was only a billion. We're – if it's not already, uh, uh, you know, a profitable decision to to purchase this company on its own without combining any of these other things, we're a year out. Yeah. I think
0: it's going to happen real fast.
1: Okay. So my
0: favorite segment that I want to
1: make sure we keep
0: is what does this acquisition, what technology theme does this acquisition illustrate for you? One of the things Ben and I talk about a lot and I, I some of my favorite things to talk about is like these lasting, um, themes in technology. Technology is a space that changes super quickly. Um, but there are these themes that, that last generation to generation. And, you know, like the idea that technology comes in waves or, um, you know, scalability, all, all sorts of things, how fast things change. Uh, I've got some, Ben, if you, if you have thoughts, go ahead. But I, I've I've got, well, I'll go first. For me, Twitch really illustrates this this theme that I just love in technology, which is things, oftentimes things that end up being really, really big and world-changing, when they start out, they look like a toy. And Twitch, there's like, this is like the definition of it looked like a toy in the beginning. When I was writing that memo it looked like a toy to me video games what's that there's no way even if this wins that category it's not that big but i totally missed the boat that like a video games were themselves being transformed into something way bigger than they used to be um but b video games were just the start for twitch and this is speculative here it's still mostly video games but i think twitch creative um again, foreshadows a future or, or presages a future uh, where Twitch is about the original Justin TV vi- vision, which was people doing things live on the internet, television on the internet, and live TV on the internet. And, um, and, and I, just, I just think this is such a great example of the this was something so many people dismissed as small, as toy-like in the beginning, but has actually become really huge.
1: Yeah. So what you're sort of, um, to pattern match a little bit here to hear what you're saying is that, you know, you're looking at something and you're aware of the incumbents and it looks sort of like a toy to you and that can't possibly displace whatever the current thing you're using is because it's merely games or it's just a little thing where people are watching other people play video games. What, it sounds a lot like disruption theory like it sounds yeah. a lot like the you know clayton Christensen yeah. sort of they're, well they're, i
0: think the twist here is that i'm not sure even i i don't know but you could certainly imagine that even the twitch founders and management team themselves wouldn't have envisioned this uh yeah i don't think
1: i'm not convinced any, they would do.
0: yeah or any more than i don't know if the airbnb founders envisioned that uh one day you know they would have more airbnb would have more hotel you know Night stays in a, in a single night than and all the ho- other hotel chains is, in the world. Like combined, I don't. If they're not there, they will be soon. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's interesting. So I think like if if we are thinking of it in the context of disruption theory, and let's say it's like you know Google Docs, sort of um, you know scaring the heck out of Office. What are what's the incumbent? Like what are they displacing here? Where For it Twitch? was, it was yeah, it was a toy, and what's what's the thing they're displacing?
0: Television because it's you know what uh i don't have the stat off hand but it's something like the average twitch user watches like 3 hours of twitch a oh it's day. insane yeah i've got it's the stat insane.
1: it's um yeah 58% of twitch users
0: so that's 58 million people
1: that are tuning in at all during the day yep It's not 58 because it's it's not Uh, on um, a daily basis
0: in seven months. Okay,
1: still are are watching for more than three hours. I mean, this is like like once you pop the fun don't stop. And that's (laughs) I
0: love it. Speaking of television and commercials. Um, And yeah, what does that sound like? That sounds like television where people who watch television watch like on average six hours a
1: day. Yeah. Crazy,
0: crazy. Um, Ben, what's your grade? Wait, so are we doing this grade today or grade in the future, since this is a speculative
1: episode? Let's grade as if we are historians judging Jeff Bezos. So we're in the future. We are future historians. It's a
0: weighty task.
1: Yeah. As a future historian looking back at Amazon, deciding if this was a good decision or not, um, and the the dust is still still settling Um, you know, we have pluses and minuses, so I'm not Mm going to A plus this, but I think it's an A. Even on the conservative basis of how this business line does alone, it'll, it'll, its payback period is incredibly short. It's going to be two years or less. Um, well, it's, it's hard to throw an exact number on that. We don't know the numbers, but exactly what the, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to do well. It's not a long payback period. And the, the ways that they're tying into all the existing parts of the business are, um, you know, not evident yet, but there's a lot of potential prime customer there. And, acquisition and Amazon also, is so yeah. good at testing this stuff. It's it's just hard to imagine that they're going to screw that part up. I think that, um, you know, it, they have had some acquisitions where it, 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 they, they did not do that well in the past, but I, I think that, um, you know, if we see them do kind of this prime turbo combination or we see them leverage any of the, the ad technology sharing or, um, you know or even if if it helps AWS's business grow and and further develop their their video platform for other people yep i think that um
0: they just bought elemental technologies which is a yeah, very video cr- encoding f- very platform. Cr- really
1: focused on building up the video platform yep um yeah it's it's a solid day
0: okay so here's like i mean again we've been very uh i know we're looking for disagreement here it's hard it's really hard to disagree with if you if Twitch stays on the trajectory it's on, no doubt this. is Like I, th- I really think this could be an Instagram style acquisition. What would where,
1: have to happen for it not? To
0: okay, be. so here's what I was gonna go with. Yeah. And by Instagram style, I mean like when we, as we talked about on the last show, Facebook buys Instagram for a billion dollars. Two years later, City, uh, City puts out an equity research report on Facebook valuing Instagram at thirty-five billion dollars within Facebook. I really think the same thing could happen here. Uh, whether it'll be two years, I don't know, but you know, in a short period of time. Here's how it could go wrong if we're thinking from the future. Amazon um, is incredibly strong at a lot of things. Amazon is also a company and a culture that is very monolithic. And the senior leaders at Amazon, the people who drive the business, make decisions um, every day, they've, they're the same people. They've been in place for 10 plus years, all of them um andy jassy who runs aws he's been at amazon at least 15 years amazon itself is only 20 years old um jeff blackburn jeff wilkie uh all the some all the senior people at at amazon jeff's jeff bezos is quote s team um now twitch very smartly like instagram they've kept it totally independent uh Emmett share the ceo of twitch is still the quote ceo of twitch i was reading an interview with him and he says i'm not the svp of the twitch division division at amazon i'm the ceo of twitch but let's amazon hasn't done this before we're up here in seattle this is not silicon valley twitch is in silicon valley if at some point they decide to more deeply integrate this make twitch the twitch division of amazon I think they could really lose a lot of the mojo here.
1: Well, you mean if it looks like IMDB or maybe sort of a little bit more like Audible? or
0: Yeah, you know, and like those, uh, the way if Twitch is going to stay on the growth trajectory it's on, it needs world-class people and world-class talent and people who are motivated. And typically the way you do that in technology companies and in Silicon Valley is with equity and with uh, both literal equity and like, metaphorical equity and ownership of the business. Um,
1: Can I have metaphorical equity in this podcast?
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Amazon's not a place that gives that to people, you know, within core Amazon. It's like you're on the S team or you're not. Um, So I think that's how they could mess it up. Hmm. So far, they're making the right moves, but that's my, my doom and gloom scenario. That didn't come with a letter oh yeah um well gosh in that case it would be uh i don't know b minus i mean of course it would still be great but it would have been not realizing its potential um i don't think they're going to do that though yeah, i, think, I, th- it's I think you
1: have to assign like a, a likelihood per- percentage to that screw up and yeah yeah wait it.
0: they're doing all the right things so far
1: yeah so we'll say mine's based on the non-doom and gloom perspective uh which i think we both agree is the more likely path um but the, the the kind of impressive thing there is B minus even if um, they manage to to kind of screw it up on a long term integration because it it's, it's going to return capital. It seems on-
0: obvious <laughs> that they got a bargain here. Yeah, I think so too. All right, is that we, it? W- the future will tell. Let us know what you think of this episode. The speculative nature, the more free form nature. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, everyone. Who got
0: the truth? Is it you, is it you, is it you who got the truth now? Huh.
1: This is a great time to tell you about one of our very favorite companies, Crusoe.
0: So, Crusoe, as listeners know by now, is a clean compute cloud provider specifically built for AI workloads. NVIDIA is one of their major partners, and literally Crusoe's data centers are nothing but racks and racks of A100s and H100s. And because Crusoe's cloud is purpose-built for AI and run on wasted, stranded, or clean energy, they can provide significantly better performance per dollar than traditional cloud providers.
1: Yes, we talked about that on our ACQ2 episode with Crusoe's CEO, Chase Lockmiller. The other element that makes Crusoe special
0: is the environmental angle. Crusoe, of course, locates their data centers at stranded energy sites. So think oil flares, wind farms that can't use all the energy they generate, etc., and uses that power that would otherwise be wasted to run your AI workloads instead.
1: Yep. Obviously, it's a huge benefit for the environment and for customers on costs, since Crusoe doesn't rely on the energy grid. Energy is the second largest cost of running AI after, of course the price you pay NVIDIA for the chips. And these lower energy costs get passed on to customers.
0: It's super cool that they can put their data centers out there in these remote locations where quote unquote energy happens, as opposed to the other hyperscalers such as AWS and Google and Azure who need to build their data centers close to major traffic hubs where the internet happens because they are doing everything in their clouds.
1: Yep. If you, your company, or your portfolio companies would like to use the lower cost and more performant infrastructure for your AI workloads, go to crusoecloud.com/acquired. That's c r u s o e cloud.com/acquired, or click the link in the show notes.